No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey, guess what? This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by Shop Tour Bus. Head over to Shop Tour Bus online, shoptourbus.com, or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram to get your Grateful Dead inspired t shirts in a hand designed box with candy and twine and a bootleg and pencils and cool shit and stickers. And if you use the promo code No Simple Road, 
What? You know what, you know what you're going to get? What are you going to get? A poke in the eye with a sharp stick? Nope. Oh, no. It's no? way better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. <laughs> no Most way. things are. Mel, do you know what you're going to get? Um, it's nerds. Snurds. <laughs> I want snurds. See, You're that's why you should get a box because you never know what you're gonna get in it. Get free, free shipping. shipping. Oh shit! For the No free? Simple Road family, put in that code No Simple Road, one word, no spaces, all lowercase, no special characters, numbers, letters, or wingdings. Look, we're making you money. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're no, we're saving you money. Yeah. Look at that way yeah, too. Saving, <laughs> your money. saving and making. Yeah. It's it's all the same in we the grand scheme moves. of things. We do. We are like Cardi B here yeah. at Windows and Road. So, point of this is: Can I get tell your, them something cool? Please. They have a new shirt. And really? It's, guess what? Why? I Chicken know butt. you, Ryder. <laughs> That's my name, guys. <laughs> wow. It's okay. a really you cool guys design. I've seen his face when he said that. It's a cool train with a skeleton Casey Jones dude driving the train with a northbound light headlight thing going on. It says northbound on the side, and it's a I know you, Ryder it's shirt. Great. It's badass. It's Ryder's namesake. Yeah, he should be worry. wearing one. Don't right worry, his yeah. face yeah. isn't on it. Hey, maybe we'll send me one. Yeah. And and yeah. you could put in yeah. the promo code No Simple no Road, Road and you would get yeah. free, free shipping. All for you. See, guess what I'm else? making you money. Hey, guess what else, so guys? What Apple? Everyone. They had a big event this week, what? didn't they? What yeah, with they? the baby. They're, we talked about yeah. it last yeah. week, Z's, last show, too. Z's birthday. Did we? Well, what's yes. worth yeah. talking about a second time? It well, is. I, I forgot. No, Happy that's all right. It is worth talking about. That's right. We started to sing, and we spared him that. Yes. We don't like yeah. to make babies cry. Anyway, but go to shop to her bus. sweetheart growing up with such a sweet family. Yep. Luke, the that's roadies, awesome. that's good people over there, and yep. they're part of our family. So. Yep. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Follow them, love them, buy stuff from them. Get your gigas, bootlegs, pencils, candies, whatnots, and a one-of-a-kind box. They put out nice content on their Instagram. It's very polished. Yeah, it's cool. I I love those guys. Do it, guys. And you will get more, more than, than you bargained bargain for. for. It was a little we'll slow get, on the we'll uptake. Let's try that, that again. Yeah, yeah. And you, you will, will get, get more than you bargained for. <laughs> We're, we'll get there. We got yeah, it. We nailed it. You got it. Also, it just so happens that this episode of No Simple Road is also brought to you by Define Premium Cannabis. That was really good, guys. That was good. That I didn't even fantastic. plan on that. Yay. That was pretty tight. <laughs> and it's D E F Y N E. Define. Wow, Apple, you sound like a radio announcer and stuff. Do I? Do it again. I felt a little bit like Clint Eastwood. Do it. Now, now you're on the spot. <laughs> Can't do it. D E F Y N E. Thank you, Ryder. All right. If you live in the Portland area, head over to Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsboro or the location in Forest Grove and pick yourself up some topicals, some edibles, some cannabis flower, which also means bud to, to yeah. you and me, a bud pre-roll, some concentrate. I think I might have already said that. 
bras But that's in. fair to Any say it again. Things. We have lots of concentrates. Yep. So you can say it more than twice. Or some fabulous defined gear like the really nice sweatshirt that I have that every time I wear it, Mel goes, you look really nice in that sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And, and now I want to wear it all the time. It's just and really, it is soft. It's and they got quality. good beanies. And Apple looks good in it too. And I very comfy. Thank you. Today just so happens to be St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. And what do we got for them, Apple? You got, since it's the 17th, you have 17% off all your favorite strains and 17% off all edibles. So, Ooh. pause the episode. You don't even have to pause. Put your headphones in and listen to it on the way. Jump in the car, <laughs> drive over, pick yourself up some premium cannabis. Some green. And let them you know you listen to No Simple Road. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is green. And yeah. I'm going to wear weed. If it yeah. just so happens that you are listening to this not on St. Patrick's Day, when you go in to define, tell them you listen to No Simple Road, and they will give you 10% off, and they'll give you a free t-shirt. You yeah. also do that and, on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I burped. And if you go into the Hillsboro location uh, during the week, and you ask for Apple, he will emerge from a secret door in the back in a cloud of smoke like a wizard, and come out and assist you with your purchase. Yes, and not I only will. will he assist you with your purchase... But he'll tell you the secrets of the universe and find you the cannabis that best suits your life. Also, he'll direct yes. you towards the Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> and the wow. Philosopher's Stone. Yep. A lot of pressure here. Well, you I better mean, deliver. That's what you did I when know, I went. Come on in, guys. Come on in and pressure me. That, but yeah, you have. Yeah, he, he does it every day, too. <laughs> every single day. Right. So, it's at Define Premium Cannabis on Instagram, at Define Life online. And a location here in Portland in Hillsboro and one in Forest Grove. They are part of the No Simple Road family. They will give you 10% off and a free t-shirt. And the best prices in, on uh, cartridges in town. Yes. Yeah. Some of the best And at too. Define Apparel, also on Instagram. Ooh. Which we got lots of shirts. We got a new shirt that I'm wearing today. Let's see. Which I love it. It's, it's a tree, tree with Define like logos all over. Tree. It's very cute. It's hunter green. I yeah. want one. You look nice, Apple. It goes, yeah. goes well with your skin tone. That's a good yeah. one for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh, I love my beanie, shit. which I'm also wearing. All right. Ooh, they're so warm. So there it is. You know where to go now. If you want some good cannabis, define. No simple road. No simple road. No simple road. Hey, this is Reed Mathis. This podcast is In The Loop, the legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and stay in the loop. Sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Osiris. Sometimes sequels are better than the original. Well, I agree. Gotta say. Yeah. In what instance? Lord of the Rings, the second one. Second one is the best. Best. That's that's They're the first one, one okay. that comes to mind. I'm about to get a lot of shit. I love the new Star Wars movies. I love uh, them anyway, so much. I like, so, I like you're everything. You're allowed to love I, them. I know. That's hey why now. I'm saying it. Nice like them all. Family, welcome back to the porch. We're Hi here. guys. Welcome back. We're chilling. Welcome Literally chilling. It's a little it's chilling. It's not out. that cold. It's super nice. Duncan's back this week. Yay. Let's hear it for Duncan, Yay. everybody. Woo! Duncan! 
Duncan, raising the room. Even Darwin got excited. Yep. Got yeah, out Darwin. Got excited. Fuck yeah, Duncan's back. Hey, you guys, this was such a fun time, and I had to skate out at the beginning and at the end of the interview. Um, but while we were talking, Duncan was everything that he is. Like a, he's a ray of sunshine. Yep. I did That's... not get to sit in on this one, and all you guys have been doing is talking about how amazing this talk was, yeah. and how it, it really it, like, was emotionally charged oh. and drained yeah. everyone at the same time. I'm so. I will to say this. that yeah, after just... this episode I was we over, did it on Saturday. What we got? I forgot we did on Saturday, and Ryder oh, yeah. was at work. work. Yeah, yeah, Alex sat in for Ryder. Yes, yeah. he took my spot. And after the episode, all of us were high. Not from smoking weed, but from the conversation. I got yeah. home and it looked like you guys had all tripped the night before. I was exhausted Allegedly. after the conversation, and not because in a bad way, just that it was very engaging. It took yeah. all of me. It was like playing tennis. Yeah, definitely. It was, you know, I just loved it for real. Like I had to go to work. I had to leave that intense conversation and then go work a busy ass day. And I just, I was also on a high energy. I had energy all night. I was like moving and shaking and like, everybody's like, you look like you're in a good mood. Like, I was like, I am, it was a great day. I hung out with like on the porch and it's, it's an amazing interview. And I'm so grateful for him to be so candid about how being a dad's changed his life and just that's the first reason I fell in love with his show is because of how honest he was and so yeah that was in just it was great thanks Duncan yeah Duncan thanks man and it was cool too to like I don't know I've said a lot of times on the show that like Duncan was the thing that ins- one of the things that inspired me to start podcasting and just getting to talk to him and then feeling like I don't know, like, we're friends, it's not just the podcast, and getting advice from somebody that's been doing what he's been doing for so long really means a lot. It was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And he was different during this conversation than when I listened to his show. Mm -hmm. Really, it, it, it struck me that the energy of the four of us mixed with him changed how he is on his deal like he was still duncan of course but it was deeper yeah yeah and a little more subdued not as shot out of a cannon and i really felt him during the interview like uh around i felt him around it's i half jokingly said at the beginning of the episode i was like duncan you're my guru remember (laughs) That is the feeling that you get when you're around somebody like that. That taking like, away the dark, a guru or a spiritual master life. or a teacher or somebody like that. Like even at the like uh, psychedelic meetups that we've gone to, you can feel the energy of the room raise when you get together like that and start oh, yeah. having those conversations. Like you leave there a little bit. Elevated. Elevated, yeah. Yeah. And you you could definitely feel it as we were doing this. this, And uh, just such a gratitude for him having a beautiful family because listening to him when I first started, 
he was talking about being so depressed and like just oh, yeah. the way that he described his depression to me was like the most interesting novel I could have ever heard and like getting into his mind so like listening to him through all of those interviews and those like candid moments about how he was feeling and then for him to have a beautiful wife and an amazing baby and just living a completely different life like how i'm like happy for him like, i wasn't even yeah. sure if the Score baby was one. real that's what i was gonna say and we're now we're now we're 99 sure that he'll know i'm 100 percent. i heard this week's episode of his and his baby's name is forest okay Aww. it's a thing that's real Cute. so it did happen he forest wasn't fucking trussle. with us forest. well he said it on truffle with us like he did i don't remember him mentioning the baby's name but i remember him talking the only about um mention i've seen of the baby's name was a post he did on instagram of some whacked tripper trip tracer trussell yeah trip yeah. tracer of some tattoo but oh you guys um what? this is kind of off topic a tiny bit yeah here we go just a tiny bit um, follow at Baby Critic on Instagram, <laughs> and I will critic. say nothing else. You will find out if you decide to follow at Baby Critic on Instagram, and it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Which good for them. Anyway, so thank you, Duncan, for hanging out with us and raising the vibes on the porch with us. It was super cool. We were really honored, yeah. and I appreciate it. And Me too. I will stay in touch, aside from the podcast, because it's mm-hmm. good to have friends, man. And yeah, it's good to connect it with people that are trying to figure out life and yeah. working on themselves and doing their thing. And, and he was just in Echo Park doing that meditation thing, right next to Sid's house. Yep. With David Nickturn. That's a cool cat. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to him sometime, man. He uh, he has a very unique way of explaining meditation and the Dharma. And mm-hmm. you can really tell that that's Duncan's teacher. Yeah. When you hear the two of them together, it's like, oh, okay, this makes sense now. <laughs> but we're not going to let you get to the interview that easy. It's not going to be that simple. Oh, is this easy? We got to do the business. We do. We have we business have to, to do. We got to do the business. Let's yeah. do the business. Do, the business. do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it, puppy. Do it. Dad. Right, here we go. Come on, guys. What do you Dad. do? Right, right. You do it. No. Um, guys, follow us on Instagram at No Simple Road. Follow us on the web at nosimpleroad.com. At nosimpleroad.com, you can go to the merch tab. You can get those new stickers that are designed by Christoph Marshall at yes. Hair of the Wolf. They are Thank amazing. You again. Probably yeah. our coolest design. For our rockin' bus sticker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can also go to the family tab, sign up for the newsletter. You can do all the other stuff, which is like finding out where we're going to be and all that kind of stuff. Speaking of where we're going to be. We are going to be in Ventura for Skull and Roses Festival on April 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Ventura County Fairgrounds and Raceway. We're 
everybody who's anybody who wants to do stuff with or around the Grateful Dead are going to be there. And it's going to be so fun. We're going to hang out with the Higgs, (laughs) O'Teal, freaking, who else? Um, uh, John Kay, Melvin Seals, Zach Nugent. The other guy. Stu Allen. no. Grateful, Grateful Shred. Shred. Grateful, Grateful Shred, Shred. Yeah. Cubensis. The Alligators. Yeah. Jerry's, Jerry's Middle Finger. Finger. And you guys, we've met, we've interviewed quite a few of the people that are going to be there. So this is going to be great for us to kind of like, you know. Get to see Sam and Clay. Yeah, and man. It's going to be fun. A lot of you guys out there have let us know you're going to be there too. And I think oh. I'm more excited to meet you yes. guys. Well, like. Let's party together, guys, with the Let's music we on. love and the people we love. Let's, Let's get it party. On. So if you've been on the fence and you're like, <laughs> God, I live in the L.A. area or up in Santa Barbara or wherever, and it's like an hour away, and I don't know, man. Do Traffic it. Look, sucks. Look, look. Fuck that. Yeah, come hang out, Especially if you're in Santa Barbara. That's a short drive. That's, come hang out with us. Yeah, come hang so, out. You know, buy a couple tickets. Come hang out, camp for the night. It won't be a bad time. No, it will definitely be one of those times when it's over. You're like, I am so glad I did that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it'll be really cool. So, so you know, and if you're from Santa is... Barbara, invite us over. I miss Santa Barbara. Aww, <laughs> Santa Barbara, <laughs> that was really sweet. Yeah. Apple's dad used to have a vacation home in Santa Barbara, and it we were allowed amazing. to use it once, twice. Yeah. Did you I used it, it quite a yeah, lot. Apple used it a lot. We, we, was you guys went once. with me. I was allowed times. in once. And it was a blast. And they said never yeah. again. Yeah. Anyway, I'm no, in Santa Barbara. Twice. Anyhow, if you're thinking about going to Skull and Roses and you've been on the fence, like I said, come get a ticket and come hang out with us. We're going to have a blast. Who doesn't want to see O'Teal and Friends? Who doesn't want to see Zach Nugent and Disco Dead and Melvin Seals and John Kay? I'm really excited to see it. Melvin Seals. Do you know what the best part is, though? What? I'm going. Oh. And you <laughs> would get to meet Ryder. Yeah, you guys, Ryder doesn't travel with us all the time. because It's we my have, first yeah, um, festival. music festival with the No Simple Road. Yeah. yeah. What? So look at that. Yeah, so this is a special occasion. This yeah. is like... Plushworthy official. Uh, I don't know. Podcast. Just like a, not a family reunion, but a gathering of the tribe. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, what it is. Yeah. And that leads us to one more bit of business, which is one of my favorites, is the Reddit. The Reddit forums where we encourage people to go go meet somebody. That I, I We've all been there. I've been there many times in the past. No, like, oh, I don't have anybody to go to the show with. I don't have a crew. Fucking, it's, you know, you can meet people there. And even if you don't, get up and go to that show because you're going to meet people at these shows. Yep. Come and that's us. that's our forward slash No Simple Road on Reddit. That's our little subreddit community where we gather and hang out together. And there's a lot going on there, man. Also, Facebook group, the No Simple Road family group. And what else am I forgetting? Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Oh, yeah, shit. Go ahead, Ryder. On the Apple reviews. Oh, yeah. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And Why would don't... I do that? Well, because you want to donate to us so we can do cool shit like this. We can buy our tickets to go fly out to wherever. And we can... <laughs> the uh, thing's echoing my ears and I have to take off my headset real quick. Uh... <laughs> 
You so guys we... know why you need to join Patreon, and you don't need to. It's something that you do because you feel like you it. want to. Like yeah. you literally want to do it. You're like, you know what? I'll give f- two bucks. I'll give ten bucks. Why not? And that we receive that as monetary uh, sustenance for us to, yeah, like Ryder said, get to the next festival or it's food pay for the, the hosting. Show. Yeah, you're feeding the body of the show. Mm-hmm. And Buy it's a shirts. really cool thing because when we get our Chan donator, um, you know... Stipend. Uh, stipend. It's a really sweet thing, you guys. And it's cool to be a part of something like that, like financially, like when you tithe to your church or when you donate to the little quarter, the extra quarter, so a kid can get a meal or whatever the deal is. Like, it's cool to, to help people out that you want to. Yeah, so, and if you're, if you're listening it. every week and... You know, you're, you're part of this thing. You're having fun with us? Yeah. Kick down. So there you Brother, go. Brother, sister, hook yeah. us up. Thank you. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And I just want to say one last thing. That is call into the hotline. 971-808-1524. We have a couple of voicemails. And I'm going to play them right now. Yeah. Hey now, no simple road family. Just on my way to work and have been compelled to leave you guys a voicemail. Um, I was listening to Aaron talk about music speaking straight to you, and I just I have to testify that everything in life is speaking straight to you. This life, I'm starting to realize, is one long, strange acid trip. You are on a trip, and all these lessons you learn in infinity in the, your imagination you'll learn them in your life if you pay attention it is all connected and i hope you guys have an awesome day i just wanted to leave you guys a voicemail to testify that you guys are on to something we're all on to something and i hope you guys have a blessed day love you Bye. yo no simple road fam your boy JB, J Bizzle, Johnny Bananas from the east side to the west side, calling you from Delaware. Um, brother from another mother, although I am adopted, so that is in question, but probably not. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> I realized why I love No Simple Road so much. It's like um, my girlfriend, my iPhone, and No Simple Road. It's like I didn't know I needed you. Until I found you, and then after I did, it's like I can't live without you. So, like, that's what you guys mean to me, seriously, uh, straight up. Um, so, thank you for what you do. Um, I'll tell you guys a little rambling story before I got to go to work. So, um, my first fish show was 11 I had no idea what to expect. My roommate in college played some fish on a tape, and I was like, what the hell is this crap? And I was like... Like, we're going to the show. <clears throat> like, all right, whatever. You know, I was down. And I started hearing, like, the guys in my rugby team were going. I was like, man, this is going to be, like, a thing or something. I don't know. I had no idea what to expect. Get there. It's just total bedlam in the parking lot. You know, it's, like, <laughs> normal fish lot, especially for 98. So, pretty <clears throat> wild. Um, got some shrooms from some guy in the parking lot. I don't think I'd ever taken shrooms. I got an eight. They were pretty uh, good, uh, to say the least. Anyway, um... 
mind was totally blown that night. It was a great show. I didn't even know what was really going on. Um, but I do succinctly during Wolfman's Brother, I looked out at my hands and they turned into werewolf hands. And at that point I go, what the fuck have I been doing with my life? Like, this is crazy. Uh, this is like a whole nother realm of existence I didn't know existed. And I was all in after that point. Um, I'd say my first time was with Fish. I got married to widespread motherfucking panic. And now I'm having uh, affairs, flings, and serious relationships with a bunch of bands. Um, I'm really hardcore back on the fish train right now, though, so I think I'm going to see them like nine times this year um, or something like that. Um, but anyway, I thought I'd tell you a pretty cool story. Uh, I'm big into synchronicities, coincidences, whatever you want to call them, but they're kind of like directing me in multiple places in my life. 11307. Uh, North Charleston Coliseum, widespread motherfucking panic, playing a fucking killer set. Um, and I remember this girl, she gives us me some L, and uh, it was clean as fuck, and I was like tripping my face off. And fucking JB comes out and says, uh, we're going to bring a special guest out at the end of the first set. I knew who it was going to be. It was going to be AMC. It was not. It was Randall Bramlett on set. He's a fucking man, but I had this vision of who was going to come out with him. I'll send you a video on uh, Gmail from YouTube about the whole thing um, to give you a better idea. But Amory Calhoun, sick on the fiddle. Uh, I knew she was going to come out with him, but she didn't. Fast forward to 426.08 at uh, the amphitheater in Raleigh. Second night, um, on some pretty good boomers, the show's going pretty freaking crazy, and then my vision came true, because they said, we want to bring someone out, and they brought out Ann motherfucking Amory Calhoun on the fiddle. She jammed it out like a mofo, and I saw her play with them the first time ever, and I actually was there the second time, but I kind of like blacked out and don't remember, so I saw her with them the first two times. Second time didn't really count, but technically I was there, but that's another uh, story. Um, I just want to tell you guys those stories. Uh, I want to let you know I got a little surprise coming for you guys, from my heart to your family, um, just as a love of appreciation. Uh, I put your guys' stickers on the top of the door in my store because that's how much you mean to me. So I wanted to send you a little something from my store that I think you'll enjoy, especially when you uh, – are on a sacrament or medicine or just need some light. Um, so enjoy. I think you guys should open it together. Um, let me know what you think. Um, anytime you want to come to the east side, Delaware, you got a place to stay always. I'm planning a trip out to Oregon for my 40th birthday next year, hopefully with fish at the gorge so we can boogie down then um, or whenever else I can get out there. And then real quick before I got to go to work, I'm big on the synchronicities and numbers. I have a lot of them that lead me in certain directions in my life. And after you said you're starting No Simple Farm, I figured out what I want to do in my life, which is start a wellness center out here. But 11-11-17 is my one-year anniversary of the day that I stopped putting uh, opiates and dope into my system. I was actually hiking the Appalachian Trail. So there's a lock on the I-70 uh, highway that says 11-11, which is Jasper's birthday. And then Aaron, my birthday is February 10th, which is your first uh, dead show. So I don't know. I feel a lot of synchronicities and connection with you guys. So 
I love you. Have an awesome day. Uh, enjoy the gift of pride. Thanks for what you do, Aaron. Thank you, brother. You mean a lot. Uh, just reaching out and everything. So uh, take care. Uh, peace. Oh, real quick, Mel. You guys want a recipe? Um, it's a little bit redneck and ghetto, but I love it. Take some pretzel circles, put a Rolo on top, put that dude in the microwave, let it melt. Put a little M&M on top when it's melted and let it harden, and then you eat it. It's a great little Christmas treat. Like, it is so dang. So, it's pretty ghetto-fied. Anyway, um, when you get the box in the remote, uh, I'll give you instructions later how to operate that bizzle, but hit the second slow fade mode, and you'll know what I mean. You can put that guy on the porch. I'm hoping you do. There's a light for the porch. Um, I want to say something else. I don't know. i got to go to work in, like, right this second. So uh, I think that was it. Uh, take care, good people. Oh, I'm seeing widespread twice next month, and I'm seeing Trey with Ghost of the Forest at the Anthem in D.C. pretty soon in April. So that's my quick trip report. Maybe Mike Gordon at the 930 Club on the 15th, depending what I want to do with widespread. Um, but I'll let you guys know how those shows go. I'm ready to jam and dance and all that good stuff. And uh, I think that's it for now. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Aaron, what's up? I just figured I'd uh, give you guys a shout a little after uh, 6.25 this morning. Heading to San Rafael, California. I think you're familiar with it. This is Josh, listening to No Simple Road. I like it. It made the drive a little easier through traffic. I appreciate you guys. Listen to you soon. Bye. What a little sweetheart. We just like you too, Josh. A couple mm-hmm. little lines just to say what's to up. To check in. Just, and, that, took a, that took a 20 seconds. That's yeah. like calling your mom and saying, hi, mom, just thinking about you. I love you, and bye. that means yeah. so much. We just totally. all sit here with smiles. And, so wow, glad that it, it got so you through it. traffic. Yeah. And with a better... That's and all we can hope for. Yeah. Let's just say that... The voicemails from John B. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that fucking recipe, dude. I cannot wait to try give the recipe. Kid yeah. a hug, and I don't mean to disrespect him by saying kid. I don't know. He's I think he's as old a, he's as I am. A, yeah, he's a grown man. Sorry, not a kid. <laughs> he's a grown ass man. <laughs> yeah, he's a grown ass man. What are you but doing, kid? he's a special grown ass man. Yeah. And shout out ribs man. and whiskey. You have a special place. A chair. Waiting for you on the porch, dipped in barbecue sauce. <laughs> Just what, what Melly's going to punk you, though, give you noogies. And, hey, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens with the voicemail. 971-808-1524. That's how you can get, you know, your voice on No Simple Road. Wow. Well, so we can hear your fun thoughts and see what yeah. you guys are up to. Like, um, I listen to Tangentially Speaking because mm-hmm. I just really like Chris Ryan. I like Chris Ryan. Um, and he plays voicemails and some of them are cool. He's, they're like, we're just high skiing in Nova Scotia and blah, blah, blah. You know, out at the wind chill is, but like, they're all technical and like, but it's so cool because he plays like maybe several of them and it just makes you feel like it's, you're in it with an audience. Well, you know, guess what guys? 
you're in it with an audience. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's you send these to us. Obviously, we're going to play them. Yeah. yeah. We want everybody yeah. to hear them. So send those in. Right I mean, on. Unless you tell us not to, of yeah. course. Yeah. We if won't. it's something yeah. personal, I'm you not going to. Just gonna want do us it. to hear it. That's cool too. And I just feel one more thing, and the, but none of us can say anything about it. Is am I say anything? This what? past weekend, we went and saw Umphrey's McGee oh. and Ghost Note, but we will tell you all about that very soon. So when will we? Do it that? was fun. A good time yeah. was so, had by all. Without further no, ado. No, 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 no. We're not a doing yet. No, we're not a doing yet. Okay. I need do. one last favor from the No Simple Road family. Another one? Yep. I need you all to do something. What? If you haven't left a review for the show, oh. do it now. Do it. Please. Yeah. Pretty it. please. With sugar on top and whatever else you want to put on top. I'm asking you. This is Aaron. Please. Pretty please. Leave us a review on so Apple Podcasts. You, babe? What's the deal? It helps with our show get noticed. And also, if you haven't subscribed to the show on Apple Podcasts, do that too. Yeah. It'll shoot you a little, little. What do you call it? Notification. Oh, That's yeah. the word. Yep. When we put out a new episode. And also, there's a benefit to Patreon that I forgot to tell you about too. Huh? I have been recording my rides to work. And spitting out all the diarrhea that's in my head. So if you're interested in my (laughs) diarrhea, you will get that benefit by signing up on Patreon. And also, I've been giving you early access to the episodes. Even if you're not interested in Aaron's Uh, diarrhea. This is a new one. I've never read this We need to start taking the recorder, like we said. I need it. So, now... You Wait. can listen. What? Oh, no. no. We were going to read one of the No, we, we just played them. No, an Apple oh, review. review. Oh, a review. Okay. An Apple review. Okay. This is just See? one. Okay. This is um, from Vitaman44. <laughs> yeah. I, I just recently discovered your podcast. I drive a truck overnight, so I always have my Grateful Dead with me. I also search for dead-related podcasts. Last night, I was listening to, I think it was the third episode with Melanie. You guys have a great chemistry together. There was such an easy, comfortable flow between you two. It was really enjoyable. Please have her back as a co-host soon. Looking forward to catching up on the rest of the episodes. Peace. Boy, are you going to be pleasantly surprised, my friend. (laughs) We even go through. He's going to catch up, what, 83 episodes later? Like, hey, that's my review. Well, thanks for saying that. I appreciate that Aaron We're and I do you from have the future. a the great flow together um, for the Just last 21 years. So thanks for um, you know thanks commenting for on that and noticing. Yeah, appreciate right. it. Right. So can we get our ados done? Okay, yeah. I think there's no more. All right, here we go. Just without further ado, the No Simple Rogue crew gives you Duncan, Duncan Trussell. Yay, Duncan! We're so good at that. <laughs> what I said. I'm a little at that point where Alex was earlier. <laughs> when I went to Trader Joe's, I was pew, pew, yeah. pew. I, I was, powered down. I was... Oh, man. I got a snack. I'll take over. Does anybody want a snack? I don't remember about Trader Joe's, but it makes me want a snack. I don't know who did it, I but do I know he a donut. We had a good... <laughs> Oh All right, gosh, let's call guys. Duncan. This is a good time. Oh, yeah, we're getting ready to yeah, do an we're interview. We're going to interview stuff, and I got the quesitas. Mel has the quesitas. <laughs> wow. We've got the giggles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry for what it's... No, I'm not. I'm no, not you're sorry. not. You're not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Stop saying sorry, you kid. You ain't sorry. <laughs>
Don't be sorry for who you are. <laughs> Put Never. your sorries in a sack. <laughs> it's ringing. Always be you, <sighs> no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Solid advice from Mel today. Ba-da-ba. Always be who you are, no matter what. Unless, of course, who you are is a total asshole. No. No exceptions. If you're being a total asshole, you're, you're not being, being your yourself. That's true. That's See, true. There's, there's always a caveat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those are important. <laughs> Legal advice in the cute voice. You guys should see Apple looks cute like a little kid right Don't now. Don't steal. <laughs> More legal advice. Yeah. Ha. Don't steal and be yourself. Recycle too. <laughs> Recycle too. That's Recycle true. Two. Separate those bins, guys. And do a good job. Yep. If you can afford it, buy a hybrid. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're rich and you're not driving an EV thing, then... Yeah. Yeah, What's your problem? Yeah, Darwin, Darwin you're too big. Be the change you want to see in the world. That's right. <laughs> Darwin, coming through. Sooner than later, if you feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why not? Saturday morning. Saturday afternoon judgments with Alex. Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, I apologize, you guys. I don't you know don't. what Remember, is going don't on. Remember, don't say sorry. That's how it started. Oh, put your sorries in the sack, mister. <laughs> this, this is a... Apple keeps the bass, dude. He this is what happens. He's the Seuss I have lost control <laughs> of the porch. We are off the rails. There's control? is an illusion. Conductor's direction, Look not it. control. Duncan hasn't even showed up, and we've all lost so our minds. Look, Duncan is not our podcast. We're our podcast. He's joining the porch, so if he's late, so he's not Duncan. late. We're late. Or like you're late. If we're late. late. You're late. Sorry, Mel. No time to say hello, goodbye. We're late. We're late. We're late. Are we late? We're late. I don't know what's going on. We're belated. He's supposedly elated. typing something and elated. Okay, I'm elated. I'm fucking, I'm gonna call him again. I'm elated. Yeah, I'm elated. You're Apple. He's typing I'm something. <laughs> You're Apple. I'm, I'm Apple. Aaron. Your phone. That's Mel. We're calling Duncan. I'm aesthetically pleasing. You, according to Julia, you are not aesthetically That's pleasing. Who said that? Julia. No, that was Crystal. Julia. Yeah, Crystal. That's Crystal. Why are you Blake? Blake? Okay, she didn't Crystal. Same person. Wow. Whatever. Hmm. Wow, are you the same person as Apple? Yep. We're all each other. You're right, In the grand scheme of things, how it all shakes out in the end, we are all a part of each other. And I know that's some weird hippie platitude. never be mean to anyone in thought, because then you'd be (sighs) mean to yourself. Okay. We're going to keep going. Back to the being yourself. Those are cute little lessons that little kids should know when they're little, so they can grow up and be nice. (laughs) Yep. Don't be an asshole. No, but oh. you don't want to say that to a baby. Why not? Because it's not nice hey, language. Hey, kid, don't be an asshole. <laughs> you can say it, don't but I don't want That's to. a little bit flat. No. He should wait to say asshole. Yeah. He wow. should wait. It's just a word. I know. Don't be mean. Because Look, that's certain not Certain words have nice vibrations and groups. certain words don't. But what if you said, don't be an asshole? Then no. It sounds fine. Yeah, see? <laughs> Vibration is completely different. Don't be if I an go, asshole. don't be an asshole. That's different. That's oh. like, jajang, jajang, jajang. Yeah. But if I'm like, don't be an asshole. But uh, let's make a fun song <laughs> out of it. Yeah. And then they go to school and they're like, my dad said, don't be don't an be asshole. An asshole. And that's it. But I said, don't be an asshole. Apple just got those cool stickers that say, don't be an asshole on them. You can say them all different kinds of ways. 
It has that the don't snake tread thing on me. from the "Don't tread on me" don't flag. Tread on so you me. don't but instead it says eliminate don't be an the vibration. You just change it up. Yep. Give it an up tempo. Yep. And sometimes you put a little symbol on there that really needs to be next door. A snake smoking a joint. Because why wouldn't you have a snake smoking a joint? That's right. Just another longer version of itself. Put away those like tiki torches. Go home. Smoke a joint. If you guys are wondering what that random beeping is, that's the phone ringing. I know what it oh, is. Okay. People know what I thought I was is. the only one hearing it, so I didn't say anything about it. <laughs> it's in well. your head, Alex. I was like, God damn, tinnitus well, already? We could have just helped somebody. There could have been one person that would be listening to this going, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. And then you're well, sitting there like, oh, God. Okay. It's just Thank the phone God. ringing. Thank God. It's a thermal uh, detonator. All right. We're going to pause for a second. I, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> After mm. all this time. It was all the All the... Love and attention I've put into our relationship. And here we are. Here we are. Can I get somebody to back me up here? I think Aaron's overreacting. Back that thing up. You need to twerk in your direction. I'm not going to twerk in a little bit. I stood up and walked four feet and back. Back it up. Holy crap. Christ almighty. I love it. Duncan, hey, there we go. Trust up. Hi. Hi. Hey, Welcome Duncan. to the porch. <laughs> Hello. All right, Duncan. Yay. It's Aaron. And Apple. And Mel. And Alex. What's happening, hey, brother? Hey, how y'all doing? We're we are... excited to hang out today. What's up? Cool. Oh, me too. Oh, two seconds. I'm going to grab my coffee. Grab oh, it. my gosh. Yeah. We Please have do. A... Yep. Do it. Everybody's got to have that uh, refill. Uh, I didn't have a refill. Coffee. Nobody gave me any coffee before we started. Yeah. You like the way you make coffee by yourself. You don't I, like the way anybody does okay, it. Okay, let's get this straight. Who's <laughs> talking right now? This is Aaron talking. <laughs> Aaron, okay, cool. I wasn't sure I can't see you. Okay, after 21 years of marriage, Mel, I'll take coffee any way it's given to me. That's a wise man. Yes. All right. See? <laughs> All right. So you want to know what you guys, gentlemen, play on? I'm gonna go get my man a cup oh, of coffee. Oh shit! Look at that. Go ahead. Duncan, Do that it. is that's what that's what this is all about. Dang. Well, thanks for coming back on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you know, I I've said this before, and I'll say it again. You have continued to be a huge inspiration to me by what you do without even knowing it and thank you i appreciate it man it when i started listening to dtfh i realized that it's okay to be myself and i don't have to fucking put on an act and i can just be me and you've created a monster (laughs) (laughs) so in a weird way duncan you're my guru oh wow check that out how exciting. <laughs> what do we do now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what now? What now, dude? So, I heard through the grapevine that you recently got married. I'm married. I have a baby now. Okay. So, I really wanted to talk to you about that, but I was so unsure if it was real or not. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's part of it. The thing is, it's I. you know, sometimes some of the stuff I put out there is not true at all. It's just fun. And, and that I know that some people probably still think it's a gag, but it's absolutely 100% true. 
Okay. Well, awesome. We got congratulations. congratulations then, man, on, on, you. on your on yes. manifesting a human being into the world. Oh yeah, I know. it's the best. It's, it's so so wonderful. Is wouldn't you say at this point like that is the highest form of magic? Yeah, I mean, I yes, I think it is a, uh, a it's it's one of those astounding events that um yeah, I guess magic is a good word for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's the highest form of magic. Well, okay. But um, in the sense that I don't know. I the only reason I'm pausing is I'd never like considered like the fact that some forms of magic are hierarchical. That's all. Well, yeah. Okay. So think- that's that's true. I guess I guess you're right. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean consciousness and uh, a heartbeat and generating a reality and all of that is wrapped up inside of magic and then you have like will and intention and love and all that stuff and when you create another human being you're bringing that thing into the world so that's kind of what i mean by that yeah oh yeah yeah no it is magical and it is uh yeah i'm just i guess i'm a magic nerd because like <laughs> when you said that i had to like run it through all these like embarrassing like filters of like well i don't I mean, high magic of course is this, <laughs> yeah is you it have a form of theurgy or what is what is it called is it exactly? alchemy it is alchemy yeah, yeah it's just, i went nerd i nerded out like basically a bunch of dissonance it is. It, it, it exploded <laughs> in my mind as I try to categorize this magic making a child of being. I'm just a hippie, it, man. I just it, it's high. You know, everything's high. It's a beautiful, magical event, and it's a, it's such a tremendous um, glimpse into, uh, you know, it's it's like up until this point, I've had a lot of experience or more experience than I would like being around dying people. And so to be around a brand new person is is really cool because it confirms something that I have read in this book called the Kabbalion, uh, which it says that opposites are actually the same thing at different degrees. And when you see that birth and death are identical, but they're just like sort of at different octaves and that the the surrounding energy is is pretty much identical. Uh, it's 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 mind blowing, you know. To to know, I'm glad that I got to be around dying people in the sense that it gave me a little bit of wisdom. So that when I was around a, when I now that I'm around a brand new person, I can like have I have some familiarity with that space. Wow, I never even thought about that. That that those two things. Are, I mean. Obviously, they are the opposites, but I never thought about it in that context that you could see it through that lens. Like, I've also had experience being around dying people quite a bit in my life. And by the way, my condolences on your dad, man. Thank you. But um, as far as like watching the birth happen there, it in my life, I've done a lot of crazy shit, man. And as I'm sure you have. And that moment, I can remember like it's distilled, like something happened at that moment that has never happened. I watched my brother pass away right before my eyes. 
and mm. that thing didn't impact me this in such a profound way as seeing my son emerge into the world did you did you kind of go through that when you saw your kid being born yeah uh, it's a uh, it was um you know sort of there's certain th- in in a life there are things that sort of put you in into the truth and and that those moments are so amazing because they are you know the, no matter the what country you're in or what your uh sort of the whatever your your identity may be or what you think is real and what you think is not real or your language itself you know it, it's like all these things fall away in in the when you're in the face of truth at that you know real real truth because it's a thing that precedes uh culture you know children have been being born long before there was a united states obviously right and uh so in that moment there is no amount of cultural conditioning that can color that it's it's something which is why i think a lot of times when people uh experience it they say there's a strange familiarity to it it's like so there's a sense of like wait what i kind of know what this is i remember this but how can i remember it i've never been here before and time itself seems to um stop functioning in the same way it yes it's like there's a purity to it like it's yeah. Like yeah. there's no description of what it feels like to have sun kissing your cheeks, but everybody knows what it feels like. And so yeah. when you enter these certain spaces where there, it's just a truth moment, that is like that feeling of like that time stopping. Cause when I saw our grandson about to come into the world, seeing the top of his head and I was the first one to see that it changed my, it rocked my world and changed my world. Yeah. 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 And it, it, it did something for me that I don't know if everybody has this experience, but it was like all the psychedelic stuff, all the traveling that I've done, all the things, none of that really even mattered at that point. Like every, it, I thought to myself, holy shit, it's not about me anymore. Like mm. It's about this kid and I, it's up to me to guide this person. I never felt like a fucking grown up man ever. Yeah. And now there's another human being on the planet. That's, you know, told I'm responsible for, and I got to like teach them how to count and read and fucking <laughs> yeah. know what color things are. And like, Oh shit, this kid's in for a trip. Like, yeah, <laughs> know what to do with myself. I, yeah. Has it, how has it affected what you do, Duncan? Like, I mean, you're out there with your stuff. Uh, you're pretty honest about your life and what you do. How has it affected what your what your trip is like? Well, it you know you have to. I think because you're sort of when you start when you get into a situation like having a son or a daughter, having a baby, you are now you know. Now it's re- it's it's real in the sense that you're putting all the chips on the table. It's real now. It's not like a a thing where you you know 
if catastrophe were to strike because of some weakness, mm. then it's a different kind of catastrophe than if catastrophe strikes because of some weakness when no one else is depending on you. Right. You know, you're just sort of by yourself and so what? You're you're hungover for a week or you're you know what I mean? So what? Right. Whatever the thing is, oh you 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 blew all your money or you know the normal fun irresponsible things that hopefully everyone has done uh those kinds of things you can't really do that um so that's pretty intense yeah and then also you know having like all having been imprinted by my mom and my dad both their positive aspects and negative aspects you know seeing those things in me uh, through this new lens so that it's like, I don't really like want to, um, recreate some of the things that I, I, I my parents were struggling with. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. It'll never happen. It also, it, that perspective shift that you just described, I totally know exactly what you mean. That was the that was something that changed my relationship with my parents was when my first son was born because it made me, it just made me realize that those were things that you could pass on, that that was how that works. You know, that the things I didn't like about my parents weren't just things that they came up with because they wanted to. Yeah. It was something that was the result of something from when they were a kid with their parents and so on and so forth, big or small. Well, it could be epigenetic. Yeah. Big time. I'm down with that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like a, a kind of, well, you know, what's so cool about having a baby is one of the many cool things is, you know, I he wakes up the way I wake up, the way he rubs his eyes and stretches. Yeah. He's never seen me do that. Aww. That's I guess that's in the in, in our in our DNA that whatever that is. It's got to be right. Yep. Yeah. So that so the, what else is in there, you know? And so. Uh oh. A whole yeah. hell of a lot, man. A beautiful <laughs> life that you don't even know, Duncan. Yeah. It's so man. rad. You're just getting to the good part. I know. Oh, it's cool, yeah. Congratulations to you and your beautiful family. Thank you. Oh. Thank you so much. It, 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 that whole epigenetic thing, I, I guess I'm 47, man. And just now, at this part of my life, I'm realizing that that stuff that my parents, whatever their shit was, good and bad, good and ill, is with me, and I need to fucking pay attention. Like, I'll be doing something, and Mel will be like, holy shit, I just saw your dad. And I'm like, uh-uh. what? <laughs> yeah, immediately, uh-uh. No. I'm not my dad. <laughs> but I think that having a kid and being the sort of people that we are that are willing to dig into ourselves. Like I, I, I want to believe at least on some level that they, at least being conscious of that stuff is giving these kids a chance at something different than what you and I had. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just that you, you, the, the, you know, the main thing is if you can have the guts to do maybe, I don't know what your parents did, but you know, uh, certain like characteristics of my mom. One thing she never did was say, I know this is until like towards the end of her life. She never said, I, I know this is not okay. I know that me 
you know, suddenly becoming like super stressed out and completely unavailable and, and, and angry over periods of time is not okay. Like, I, I don't want to be like this. She never said that. She just thought she was embarrassed maybe, or maybe she, I don't know. That's hard to admit, Duncan, to your children. Yeah, I'm a mom. I'm not your mom, but I'm a mom. And <laughs> I know that knows, one of our like inbred things is to protect your children at all costs, even if it's from yourself. Right. And the mm. things that we tell our and it, look, every mom is different, you know, um, it has different ways. But even when you're being unhealthy with yourself, like there's something in it that you're trying to like protect your kid from. And those are the very things that we end up hurting our kids with. And like what Aaron was saying a little bit earlier, the good and the ill things, like we inherit all of it, the epigenetic stuff, the um, existential stuff, the all of it, because it's in our, the our DNA shit. has infinite patterns. So we're we're giving and receiving blessings and, you know, passing on things that we need to maybe evolve through just by doing it, not even if we're talking about intention or molding them to be something. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's it. And, and, you know, the, it's not, I don't, I think it's good to be very patient with yourself. You know, I, 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 not just with a baby, by the way, I mean, it's a baby is just a way for you to see how your energy is affecting the world around you. And that that is for everyone and and i think many people probably don't feel don't don't recognize just how how much they impact the universe their universe so that's a situation where people feel worthless and then when somebody feels worthless they they get hard they're usually pretty hard on themselves and then they're hard on the people around them so it just shows you that and then then you know i know well okay i'm not gonna um eradicate you know, a, a childhood, you know, a turbulent childhood right. in a, in a day any more than I can like start writing with my left hand or something, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that's going to take time. Yeah. And, uh, but I do know that I can at least admit fallibility, you know, and I, and with, you know, with my wife and with, uh, which is, you know, that it's so important. I have to like, um, I really have to be careful because it's like she, she's giving my child milk. <laughs> it's coming out of her body, and and I don't know what kind of chemicals get into that milk. And and if I'm in a bad mood, and then she's in a bad mood, does that mean my baby's drinking her bad mood? Kind <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's yeah. that kind of like thinking of like, well, I know that I can't instantaneously become some kind of miracle dad but at least i could say look i recognize this pattern in me and it sucks and i'm trying to like uh i you know i i want this i want you to know that i see it and i'm and i'm working on it just that i think you know makes a person feel a little less nuts because our egos we want to be so perfect it's so it's yeah. so crazy. What the hell is yeah. that? And you know what though? Like the all you in my this is just sort of my opinion, I guess, but I feel like the way to impart that on your kids is 
just letting them see that not just like you know more than just saying it like you can't you basically just can't tell kids anything you can and you should talk to your kids obviously but it's all what they see and yes. emulate and as they get older that changes etc but uh yeah i know that some of the most connected like grounded wholesome times that i've had with my son and my daughter both my son is is 16 my daughter's 23 is like when I have fucking blown it, completely blown it, <laughs> yeah. and just like gone off about, you know, you left the fucking dishes in the sink, and that, I've been an asshole or whatever the yeah. thing is that I did. And then afterwards coming to them and going, look, there is no rule book to this shit on how to be a dad, man. I don't That's know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. just another human being on this planet that's trying to fucking figure it out, and I just happen to be your dad, and I'm sorry I fucked up. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I never got one of those that I can. Oh, there Me it either, is. man. Me either, there brother. It is. That speech is for everybody who didn't get it. Yeah, all of us didn't get that. It's, it's yeah. hard, man. And I, I know for me, if I would have heard that from my dad, it would have meant a lot. Because I sure thought that my parents were grownups and they had it all figured out. Really did. Yeah. That's where it yeah. led to believe. Yeah. yeah. Well, well we, we learned both. We learned that they did and they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they didn't know what they were doing when they first had us. They were young and inexperienced coming from beat up relationships, whether it was their parents or whatever. And then. And that 50s generation was super weird anyway. Well, yeah, so they're weird. But then, then you know, the kid doesn't stay zero years old. It grows to be 12 and <laughs> 17 God. and 32. And so now you've got 32 years of being a parent. So it's not like you know what you're doing, but you kind of know what the hell you're doing. Oh, so we find out that our parents, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And they knew a little bit. And that's how you forgive them. And that's how you move on. Yeah, that's, that's, that is, that compat, you know, you start getting real compassion. Sure. Hell yeah. For the, and then, and then also for every human, you know, because every single human is your He's mom. Baby. Yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, and, and, and that's the, 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 uh, yeah, think gets, about that. If you thought of everybody that you met, Duncan, as a little baby, a cute little chubby baby you, yeah you'd have a different way of reacting and responding and treating them you just that's right yeah. yeah and you also just think about their mom too you yeah. know someone's being a real dick <laughs> you can like just think of their mother how much their mother wants them to be okay <laughs> and oh, wow. you know and then like knowing that and knowing their mom is if they're still alive is somewhere really thinking about them and hoping they're having a good day and you know then try to be an act it's it's way more difficult yeah, it to is. like to, to to do that because you, it's harder to dehumanize people but you and can you really always put us breaks on your behavior you know what i mean like you can realize you're being a certain way and stop it yes yeah, for you know, sure. Just stop in that moment. Like, if you're conscious, you know, and I think that um, we all have levels of consciousness throughout the day and seasons in us. But if we're being true and, and can pay attention to our behavior when we're being nasty, we can stop it. If at you that care moment. enough to do that, because some people don't. Some people don't care to, to stop. Well, if we're trying to be better is what I'm talking oh, okay. about. Well, that's fair. 
Well, yeah. some people don't know that they, they're just, they like haven't even gotten to that point of knowing that there there's another way to be. I mean, some people, yeah. you know, it's, I get, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a world where you're like, the first idea that can come to a person's mind is like, people suck because pe- they've oh, been. I hear that all the time. Yeah. That's the first one. That's the, And so they really believe that. And then like, there's a sense of like, People, uh, paranoia, just so, uh, you know, so you're imagining there's a conspiracy, mm-hmm. people are out to get you, the world is like full of idiots, and yeah. you're one of the few people who happen to not be an idiot, so now you're kind of at war with like this like uh-huh. idiot, the land of idiots, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? It, yes. And then you just sort of start reacting to people based on this like real basic crayon drawing of how a human being works and most of the time really what's happening is the person you're angry at or upset with has no idea that you're even there they're they're not going to remember the moment no they and one thing is for certain they weren't trying to hurt you that's the main thing they weren't trying to hurt you they were like like the dumb 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 who parked his hideous orange Camaro in front of our driveway so I can't pull out. That guy didn't like see the driveway and think, Can't wait to fuck Duncan over. (laughs) I'm gonna fuck this shithead stay up real bad. You know? He was probably um, in a hurry and he was excited to get to his friend's house, maybe his girlfriend's house. Maybe he had flowers for her, and it was a big day, and maybe he got some good news, and he just parked because he didn't want to walk up the street in the rain and get wet, so he parked and ran in. He didn't even think about my my house, and that is the way it almost always is, fundamentally always like that, and, and if you find someone who's intentionally trying to hurt you, it's a rare moment. It's yeah. a rare, rare moment. So true. And I, I think that right now... I more than any other time ever and correct me if I'm wrong but I think we're in a really unique position as parents in the world today in that like you have things going on like the festival scene and Burning Man and all this stuff that's going on that like the at the underneath all of it is supposedly raising consciousness and yes people are seeing that there's a different way and looking inside themselves and digging deeper and figuring out and healing those traumas from the past and like learning how to work differently in the world and tread lighter and all that stuff. And then all of us are coming to an age where we are having children. Yeah. We're becoming parents. Yeah. And so the world itself is changing simply because of that fact. That yeah. these people that have been through these psychedelic experiences and done all this shit are now imprinting young daddies. little yeah. minds with the rest of their lives. So the world has a unique opportunity to change. That's right. Yeah. That's the the one of my favorite um, things that Chogim Trumpa Rinpoche said in his book Shambhala I think is what it's called he said lots of people have people have big ideas about how society should work you know these days especially people you know there's a a rising awareness that capitalism as we know it is maybe not the best system 
when when people are sick, you know, just a basic thing of like, look, if someone is sick and needs medical care, they should get medical care. Very, mm-hmm. very simple, regardless of their, if you're in prison and you're sick, you get medical care. You get free medical care in prison. You're not charged for that. Mm-hmm. And similarly, like, uh, in the world that that should, we you know if we don't get charged when someone puts the fire out in our house why are we getting like destroyed when we have medical problems and people aren't going to the doctor because they can't afford it which is just fucked and so we're we're understanding this a little bit and but there so but some people have huge ideas about how things should work revolution communism some kind of new socialism some maybe like pure libertarianism, anarchy, whatever the ism is you're, that you have in mind, who knows? We don't know. Maybe it would work. But what Trump says is, but if you, if you really want to affect change in the world uh, over time, it starts in the family. Oh, and it, star- it starts with um, your family. Mm-hmm. And whether, whether or not you have a kid or, or you know your family could be your circle of friends or whatever, this is what Cornfield says, tend to the part of the garden you can touch. And so the, the, if, if theoretically, if what you're saying uh, is true, which I think it is, which is like there's a many, many families out there who are having children, but have also uh, maybe gotten data that wasn't available to their parents regarding consciousness and love and empathy and, and forgiving the self and, uh, Theoretically, if an, if over a few generations, you could see something that was more revolutionary than any of the isms. You know, instead of an imposed social structure, this thing that blossomed from the from families all all over the world. Yeah. And who knows what that would be? Who you knows know, what that would look like? You know, something that I've struggled with internally in my head is like seeing everything that's going on outside with Trump and all, all all that, you know, that whole world, all the ism stuff and being, feeling like it, I can affect more change by just loving the people that are around me and taking care of them and trying to be an example of what I think things should be. than if I was out throwing a trash can through a bank window, you know what I mean? Or raising my fist and yelling and screaming on a, on a energetic level. I feel like that ha- would have more of an effect on the world around me than mm-hmm. raising my voice and screaming and yelling. And I, I go back and forth in my head like, is that a cop out? The easy way out? Or is that really the difficult way? To, I don't to- think it's just one answer. Because maybe sometimes you do need to raise your fist for something at some point, sometime. But most of the time you can be delicate and get what you want by just showing the, the people at your work, at your bank, at the gym, just being sweet and having a smile and maybe an extra sentence or two and just living around your community in your little orbit and everybody that knows you has a good impact with you because they know like- that part of the garden you can touch. Yeah. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. 
Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Duncan, you you had that um, that conversation, and I was um, it blessed me for months after. Oh, so I just cool. wanted me to thank too. you for With that. Children. Sure. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was such an amazing uh, conversation and inspiring and just right up my alley because it was no bureaucracy <laughs> about it. I, and I just no. loved it. And so thank you for bringing that, those co- kinds of conversations um, in your show because that is the kind of shit that stays on my heart, like a little essence, you know? So, oh, cool. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm lucky Cornfield and those folks talk to me. It's really cool <laughs> that they, they they get the data out through the podcast sometimes. It's, just, it's really pragmatic, you know? And I think that the um, reality is that we have a... a a problem we have you know it's a very complex series of problems and and some of them are so complex that uh, there isn't anything we could do about it right now but the simple uh, truth is that um, people want to be heroes which is really sweet like the uh, most of the people who, who are causing harm or, or sort of creating turbulence or chaos or polarizing situations in the world tragically want to be heroes. They want to, they want love and they want to, they want to help. And, um, the, the problem is that, uh, the, their method is usually aggressive and their analysis of the problem is usually distorted by their, uh, ego so or even worse you know you you end up in the situation of the pyromaniac fireman you know which is they're starting (laughs) fires and then putting them out and then expecting accolades look what i did (laughs) where is the middle ground uh well i think the middle ground in this case is that um (sighs) you know what i mean right yeah Okay. Right? Like, like, let's not be like bashing each other over the face, say, love your neighbor, you know, like, and we shouldn't be like, oh, well, they're going to do whatever they want anyway. So, well, oh, well, who cares? Like, what's that sweet spot, you know, where it's just enough heat to stay warm, but not enough to get burned? Yeah, that's, yeah, that sweet spot. That makes me think of the Bible story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the ones who are dancing in the fire. And, and, uh. This is this sort of um, uh, symbol pops up a lot, which is and, and usually it's centered around this concept of faith uh, or or contact with the transcendent, and uh, and I think that's an easy thing for people to forget is is it's you're when in fact when I was stumbling over the ma- childbirth being magical, the what what was going on in my brain was I was thinking well. When I think of magic, I think of like my will exerting change in the world. And when I think of the baby, I think this is, I was just, a, uh, I feel more like a cog in a bigger thing. And, it, and, and the baby came through us, but it wasn't as though, like, I don't know how much I had to do with that. And um, and that's a beautiful feeling. And, and similarly, uh, the middle ground here, I think, is to allow yourself the fantasy of help 
that, that you're not alone. And I don't mean just not alone in the sense of like, you're, you're not, you're, you, you have friends. I mean, uh, the earth is this ancient being that we grew out of in the way our children grew out of us. And I think that the slightest intent of being an ally to that, uh, mm. it, it opens up all kinds of connections that, um, uh, yeah, compassion for the earth. Yeah, compassion for the earth. And other people. And, 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 you, and, and the, the uh, you know, playing around the idea that, like, you can, like you were saying, it, 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 talk a little bit longer to people, be kinder in the world, be. Uh, yeah, these t- are just practical tips, but, you know, you create the underlying yeah. current. Yeah, but one thing I, I've, I have been taught uh, is that listening, Ooh. with your listening fully listening to someone uh without any kind of plan and listening with your whole body and being not just your ears your eyes your every just open 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 so you're sort of like this person is expressing themselves to you and you are just allowing them to be and listening 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 with no intent other than listening you're not even trying to no sense of like i'm going to fix your problem or i'm going to do your listen just that listening openness well i think that if you start doing that with the earth by sitting still and listening to your breath and then opening your and listen you'll realize that the planet is talking to you and um that's a pretty empowering uh, thing to, to find out because if you if you look at the situation that many of us are, are in and maybe the reason some people do feel so gloomy is because instead of getting our news from the planet we're getting our news from big corporations and they're telling us how the world is even though when we're outside and we're around each other it doesn't quite feel like that does it no so, absolutely yeah. not it feels good yeah, yeah. People yeah, are so- genuinely happy, you know, like, I mean, there don't get me wrong. I hear a lot of the de- depression and sure, all like yeah. there's a lot there. It, but overall, where I guess where I am in the world and my vista or scope, most people are genuinely happy. You see those other ones. And then those are the ones that maybe you give the extra smile to. Like, that's I don't know. It's just like the play learning how to, you know, be what people need at the time they need them you know yeah just by by being neutral and getting a you know get putting your ear to the ground and really getting a sense of like what is going on here and i I was chatting with my uber driver gail yesterday and she was telling (laughs) me shout out gail (laughs) she, she she was saying she likes to drive the uber because uh she gets to talk to people and she said this you know in this really wonderful way she's like and just so you know, people are good. People are Aww. good. And, and yeah, and that's what's really going on, is like across the political spectrum, uh, across the uh, cultural spectrum, across the uh, whatever color photon reflectivity we may be, as Terrence McKenna says, uh, in general, when we encounter each other, what we will find is both of us want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And both of us are going through life, which is really just naturally hard. And 
there I have not found in a long time the villain. I have not found them, wow. the, you know, and and that and usually what you'll encounter at the very worst is someone who's really tired and yeah, really, that's you know, true. or hungry. <laughs> yeah, but more often in this country, tired. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. so true. You run, you run into someone who just has really intense sleep deprivation, and uh, that's mixing in with all their normal day to day stress. So they're not thinking logically. And they're and they're unhappy and upset and they're quick to act, and and that's pretty much as far like you looking around for uh, Momo. You know the Momo shit that's in the news right now. I don't know if you guys watch this shit. No, but no. we don't watch this. Enlighten shit. us, yeah, please. Yeah, tell us what's up. Well, so in 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 this country, we go through these panics. We had the Satanic Panic, yep. the Dungeons and Dragons Panic, <laughs> Drug Panic. There's all Marilyn Mance. There's always some new, like, nef- fucking, uh, who was it? Uh, Led Zeppelin putting backwards. Oh, Ozzy yeah. Osbourne, <laughs> get the head off a bat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Like, there's always, so what happens is this sort of, like, scapegoat emerges that we can project our fear onto and then attack that thing and imagine if we could fix this, the world gets better or oh, some okay. shit. But, okay. So Momo is this, like, basically an urban myth which is this like ridiculous image of a scary is a japanese sculpture that is terrifying looking but someone according to this myth they splice it into youtube videos children somehow get involved with this being the momo challenge and momo tells them to like burn your house down right and it's but the reality it's not real it's like it's a it's a phantasm that it, that the press sees and they're like whoa let's do a story on that the demon of youtube or whatever it's like a so this produces all this paranoia Mm -hmm. and all this feeling in people of there being an invisible nefarious threat somewhere on the horizon that is if we're not careful if we don't watch our children if we're not suspicious of each other if we're not paranoid we're doomed Mm -hmm. and the kid's gonna get hurt and we're gonna get hurt and so this is the this this is mixes in to a person's mind state if you watch the news too much and they begin to live in a kind of a different world than the way the world is and every way that they're acting based on the world that they think they're in is exactly how you should act mm-hmm. you know like if, yeah if you're living in sean hannity's oh, God. paradigm god help you yeah but you're if you if, you, if he's right if Tucker Carlson is right, there are hordes of immigrants at the border waiting to come over. They're going to take your job. They're going to kill us. They're going to decapitate us. They're going to murder us. And they're right there at the fucking border. They're bringing they're in all the drugs. Look at what happened in Europe. And not only that, but we've got the deep state taking down the fucking president. This is a coup by the Clintons. <laughs> not only that, but we've got... We really have to worry about the fact that the Marxists are coming. Yeah. Do we not see that they're like doing this from like air conditioned rooms with like a right? concealer underneath their eyes? Like it's the fucking and, Hunger Games. Yeah, and they're going home to their <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. fireplace to put their feet up and you know with a warm blanket, laughing and, and smoking a yeah, cigar. Yeah, they're <laughs> not living in yeah. the end times. This is yeah. not some crazy like video game status lifestyle and like and i'm not saying that never happens i, I mean 
like there's shit going on in the world. But you know, Duncan, right. you're saying all that, and what comes to mind is, and this is silly as shit, but when I bought a Jeep, I noticed there was fucking Jeeps everywhere. I started seeing them everywhere. Yeah. And it's because it became part of my perspective. And I don't think people realize that that's what the media and all this shit does to them is changes their perspective and alters their reality. Yeah, I, I don't think people understand how 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 it can be pretty pretty um, uh, transformative in a negative way if you don't have the immune system for it, you know. Yeah. But the, the the thing would be to like discover. You have to, you kind of have to do it on your own. Is the thing. It's like you, you. No one's gonna help you um, sit still. There's just no way to, for anyone to do it, and no one can get you except you to go outside and find a little yeah. quiet place to sit and just yeah. relax and breathe and just have no reason to. You don't even have to have a reason. You know, just get rid of the reasons because it's like experiment with. I don't like using the word because I think. The word is so weighted and, and I don't understand it even, but it's like every single family is communist. You know what I mean? Like right. there's no grandmother that's ever like charged for being loving the baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what that would make its way onto Tucker Carlson. Yes, like, it would. <laughs> grandmother started like saying, well, you know, I was with the baby for six hours and gave like pretty much unconditional love for that entire time. So Based on the going rate, that's going to be two hundred dollars, you know. Or no one. Does. And it's similarly, like after um, my mother-in-law comes to eat, you know, we don't bring a bill out on the table. We don't show two fifty. The grocery receipt. Well, you ate. Yeah, you ate. You know, you had an extra glass of wine based on the amount <laughs> the wine costs. And, and of course, the normal like, you know, uh, we got to like add a little bit for just the renter's insurance is not so it's like you you did hold the baby while you were here yeah right you're charging me to be a grandmother i'm charging you a baby tax (laughs) (laughs) even this shit out somehow like we'll crack it we'll crack it at the end of the we'll crack it at the end of the day who who owes you what Right? But that's that's yeah. really happening in the world, Duncan, on the, you know, the macrocosmic, you know, this corporation owns this one and this one owns this one and you right. owe this one, this one. And what that's the hell right. are we doing? You hold the money, then I'll hold the money, then you hold the money, then I'll hold the money. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. who cares about that? Yep. Let's play yeah, nice. That's, that's where we're at. And it's like, for, <laughs> the thing is, like, we can't, all that other stuff we can't solve. But yeah. one thing I do know is, after when I started thinking like, oh yeah, I guess every family is just basically a commune, and then I started thinking like, and of course you're not gonna, you don't charge for this shit. But then I started thinking about the part of my brain that does keep tabs, right? Like the part of my brain yeah. that does keep track of like, well, I did that, and she didn't do that, and 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 because she didn't do that, then that must mean that she doesn't respect me because if she did she in other words it's like tokens it's like i gave you six love tokens last week <laughs> and you i only, only got, got back four yeah, yeah. bullshit yeah. you're short you're too. overdrafting now yeah. <laughs> yeah. and when you overdraft there's a love overdraft fee which means no, next week you're gonna have to give me nine love tokens just Whoa. to break 
Even. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I so will be like, there with my notebook to keep track. We're, we're tracking yeah. this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to make. Well, I want to make that. Like, I want to make a little thing people can carry around just to like. I want to keep it for myself just to, so I can start catching your checkbook, your love notebook. Start yeah, budget, like, budgeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, gotta have, you have a little abacus in your pocket. I can only be nice three days a week. I don't have enough. That's it. That, well, but if you think about it, it's like, well, look at how we've been conditioned. Yeah. We were born into a, a world where everything is quantified and monetized that isn't your friends and sometimes your friends, but certainly isn't your family. And so that's normal. We go out to eat, we pay the tab. That's not weird. You go to a store, you buy shit. You pay for the gas, you pay for babysitting, you pay for college. You, this is normal. It's the, you know, it's capitalism, right? But if you think that that stops at money, of course not, which is why, um, you know, this, this morning I was just making some music on my synthesizer and I was, and it was really pretty, and I liked it. It was cool. And I, and, and instead of just being like, "Whoa, that's cool," my first reaction is, "Oh, I can use that for the podcast," or "Oh, I should use that for this thing I can't talk about that I'm working on." Or, "Oh, it, it's immediate. Like, how can I make a purpose out of this? You know, how do I make this into money? And if yes. not money." How do I turn it into something that I get a return on? And then how can I? And all of this shit fucks us up in the most hardcore way because you miss out on just like the basic joy of enjoyment. Yeah, creating. Yeah, the act of it. Yeah. But that's it. That's at the center of, of everything that Ram Das has taught is just being here now, right? I mean, if. You're doing that. You're not worried about We're, the next now. But everybody waxes and wanes. That is, that's the nature How of our... How can I our, make it pay off? Yeah. yeah. It resonates so much with me, Duncan, too. That, that entire bullshit like, thing that we say to ourselves. And it's like we're, we're like... A, our bully self poking the finger into the chest backing us up into the what corner what are you gonna do about yeah. it eyebrows you can't just like have a cool song now what's that song gonna do for you like yeah. chill yeah. out that was just a beautiful moment <laughs> yeah yeah well you got that's you know and and then then the other thing that ramdas is really good at helping us remember is it's okay that you're doing that like it's it's like you know yeah. even though it's revolting you know it to see it because it's you don't like when you start realizing how how many parts of your life seem to have within them a component of wanting to gain from an investment of time or energy or whatever and how stuck sticky that could be it's like it's okay it's that's what we have been taught you know and have no pain no gain <laughs> rub dirt on it take a lap yeah yeah get well, back up it, off that horse boy it's gross. yeah yeah get back in there you could it's, it's it's all these sort of like just basic weird ways that we you know have been taught to to monetize because people monetization is not just something we do with our podcasts or our business it's like we're monetizing all the time and there's many other currencies than the ones that are, are on paper or coins or whatever and and um so it's it's what ramdas teaches is uh that there is an infinite well of love in the world and that it's it's not 
uh, it can't be um, controlled and it can't be put in a bank and it can't be bought. And it's like, it's, it's like, uh, and of course you would want to keep it and hold it and control it because it's the best thing there is. So it's like the, um, I love this YouTube video. Uh, these people feed a raccoon cotton candy and because okay. raccoons wash their food. So they give, you give the raccoon cotton candy and it puts it in the water and it immediately disappears. Aww. And then the raccoon, like, you know, is it's like flashing in the water. Like, what happened to my cotton candy? It was right there. Well, they give it to him after. They're like, they don't, eventually the raccoon figured it out. But similarly. <laughs> uh, that makes you feel better about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool now. Yeah, but we do, we, we do that, you know, because it's like this beauty in the world is just what we were talking about with the baby. You know, it's, it's, uh, every, every once in a while, it's like a beam of light pierces through the veil and it's so beautiful that you want to take the beam of light and put it in a, in a, in a, in a bag and then have that when you're down and open it and there, there it is the transcendent reality right there for you and you and it you can't do that you can that's sort of the heartbreak of that's the the uh, heartbreak that's why people say that in the face of jesus or the buddha there is like great realization but there's heartbreak and it's okay because the heartbreak is just knowing, like, I can't hold on to this this beauty. It's unbearable, and I can't hold on to it. I just have to be with it and not try to control it or grab it and just trust that there's more than enough of this to go around. And, um, yeah, so that's sort of the... That's, I think, Ramdas is very good at teaching to return back to that because we forget that. I forget that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really hard lesson though. That's a tough thing to learn to let go of that. And, and I know like when you're talking about that, I'm thinking back to what we were talking about, about the moment that your child is born and how that is transcendent and all that. And I guess you can't hold on to it, but what you have is the memory that makes you re-feel it. That's Does it? In, in a lot of ways, yeah, because the memory brings you back to the understanding that that is a possibility in this world, right? right. And so through that, you get to re-feel it and you understand as you move on that that can continue to be. And I think that's what you're talking about, too, about this never-ending well there it's not going to run out those moments aren't finite there's the possibility every second of every day to have that transcendent experience it's if you're willing and able and in the right head space and there are a million different variables to see it as it happens i mean we're sitting out on our porch on a sunny day talking to you and the fucking leaves are blowing and the sun's out and yeah. that's transcendent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's, it's just that. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really is that well, simple. Well, thanks for having that moment with us, Duncan. <laughs> oh, what a pleasure. That I, moment. Uh, that, but that's the, 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 uh, the sort of like the, the community. That's why community is really, it's good to have people who are sort of, uh, can help remind us of that. Because you, it's, the thing is, is like, well, yeah, the baby's born and did what happened? Was, do you, was there a fissure in time and space and an outflow of love? No. What happened was, in that moment, of the, it was like a bell that they ring in the temple. Only in this case, it was like uh, your, your, your wife screaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the baby crying. And then like something Duncan, in that. You know yeah. what it's like? It's like when you know an earthquake is going to happen. That's what it feels like when the baby's mm. going to come. Like you wow. feel like there is something that you got to like hunker down for. It, yeah, and it, it's, it's like a natural instinct to want to like we gotta we gotta run for the hills kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. You it's nest. going down. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you, it's it's that that's real. You know, that is life. That's the reality of life. Is that is what it is a you know the present moment is something that gets spoken about so much, uh, and I think that very very rarely experienced because. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the reality is that the present moment is and Terrence. This is when when I was younger and was really into uh, Terrence McKenna. I still love him, but one of the things he talks about is the heroic dose of mushrooms. Is like standing in front of some kind of like plexiglass behind which an atomic blast is happening, and your face is right in an atomic <laughs> blast or something. <laughs> Real beautiful description of yeah. it. But uh, um, but then I. Now I think, you know, really, I think Terrence McKenna was just finding the present moment. And because that's that's what it is, is is that it's it's the, you know, the epicenter of creation. It's this like that's flowing into time and we're right there. And uh, it's so incredibly powerful. And you can see it. This is the thing I've talked about on the podcast a little bit, but it's a term I think about these days. Poodle nose, which is. If you look at your dog's nose when they're outside and you realize how connected they are to reality and how, you know, how like how alive in the moment and how dramatic the experience is for them, how it is so poignant and intense and real. And and, and that's it. That's because they're contacting the present moment. They didn't need a baby. They didn't need someone to die. They didn't need the earthquake. They didn't need the meteor impact. All they needed to do was just be right there. And it's holy fucking shit. It is, it is uh, literally uh, uh, flattens you. Yeah. When it and it's and it's an and 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 that for me those times that I've gotten to that place from a regular practice where suddenly I'm not imagining what's going to happen in the next moment i'm not simulating what i think the next moment's going to be i'm not like trying to like construct what would be the logical next thing just being fully there in that place is uh it's like touching an electric fence that is surrounds uh the garden of eden you know it's 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 if that thing I shouldn't say if, since that thing is that powerful. It's, you know, Terrence, like you said, Terrence McKenna likened it to a 
an atom bomb, right? Pressing your face against the glass, <clears throat> watching an atom bomb Which go Which you never yeah. felt, by the way. And <laughs> if it's that, why is it so uncommon for us to contact it if it, there's an atom bomb exploding around us all the time? What the fuck is wrong with us? Yeah, compartmentalization, you know. It's like the... The uh, suffering we experience is very profound and 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 uh, sort of uh, so you sort of have to come up with it. You have to first step. I think many people are tr try to trick themselves into thinking that right around the corner there's a solution or something. And so if you give that up, you know, which is like which is kind of like a there's a word people really don't like, but it's like one of the things Trump uh, Rinpoche talks about, which is just hopelessness. It's just, hope itself is like torture. And, and my friend and I were just talking about this, man, uh, how when you order something cool, you know, when you like have a little bit of extra money, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to order this cool thing. I'm going to treat myself and get something cool. So for me, that's my modular synthesizers. I'll, I'll always have my eye on some, new bit of gear and i'll always be thinking like well maybe you know in a few months we'll maybe uh, and i start watching youtube videos on it and like finally all right i'm buying that fucking thing right and now i know it's three days before it comes and this tension appears inside of me as i begin to want that thing so much that it's a kind of suffering. It's like heartburn. It doesn't feel good. You want it. You have this ridiculous. You start. <laughs> I look outside. Like, a, is it here? Oh, yeah, I want we it. Do that. So in the morning. I, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And so this is similarly. Um, the I people have done the exact same thing, except it's not a package that's being delivered. It's like a place they think they're going to get to. And uh, so they, you invent an idea of, oh, well, when, when this happens and that happens and that happens, oh, then that. for then sure I'm going to be okay. And you're not. You're not going to be okay because when, if you think about it, you've done that to yourself for your entire life. There's always been a thing that's right around the corner and you got there. And when you got there, it didn't do anything mm -hmm. to there was eat. all these conditions when you got there <laughs> oh well you or got the there but, but you thing. didn't do this if you do yeah. that plus this then for real you know like there's <laughs> no really it, this it's time. never a freaking it's never enough well it's a it's a it's a it's clear it's just a basic i mean i i'm sure when cats chase laser pointers they feel the same <laughs> fucking way they're like when i get I'm that gonna swat thing. that thing <laughs> this time i'm gonna get the fucking laser <laughs> <laughs> And you're you're not. You're never. So gonna then get it's it. a game. Mm -hmm. Is so then all of it's the just the game. game. We're a laser pointer game. Well, <laughs> if you if, if you Leela. Leela, right? If you could realize that, then you can start having some fun because yeah. now you know that you're like whatever you thought with you know the the great relief you think you're gonna get. When you finally slip into that hot tub on your vacation, and the MDMA starts kicking in, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever the that in your mind that moment when, like, you know, whatever it is, the love affair, the uh, material acquisition, the uh, acquisition of some new skill, or uh, 
um, whatever it may be, as long as you know that there is nothing on the other side of that finish line that's any different than what's in front of the finish line. And in fact, you just made up the finish line on an infinite plane. <laughs> <laughs> as long as yeah. you know that. Here's the finish line. It's like, no, it's over here. Okay, <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah. Your finish line is for a lot of people, their starting line. And it's like, the, the, the so I think that like, sort of getting to that point uh, of realizing that um, you know, how, what, you know, in Buddhism, like, why do you, you build a stairway to nowhere? You know, you could just build a stairway. It's fine. You can build a stairway in the middle of a forest if you wanted to. It's fine. You can, and it's not meaningless. It's not Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill either. It's, is it, because all that fucking, you know, absurdist existentialist, Jesus Christ, man, you know, when someone's talking about fucking Sisyphus, it's pushing yeah. You know, a rough patch. It's like, okay, okay, I know you feel like it's all meaningless and everything like that. But the reality of it is is that um, that the, the porch, the leaves, the wind. For me, it's like the other day, it's like 5 a.m. You know, I, I, I'm not someone who's gotten up really early. The other day, it's 5 a.m. I'm up with a baby. I've warmed the milk up. I'm, my wife has been up with a baby, getting her some sleep. That feels good. I'm holding the baby, feeding him, and the sun is rising. Wow. And this moment eclipses Burning Man. It eclipses the best stand-up set I ever got. It eclipses all the like success that I've like when I was younger longed for. It all of it. What completely eclipsed by a simple moment. Sunrise like, feeding your baby. Yeah. That's that. freaking powerful. I'm imagining like Lion King with like, you know, Simba by his side, like looking out on this like vast, you know, plane and nourishing your son, like being concerned about angry mommy juice, you know, coming out of her boobs. No like crow's milk. I got it. I got it. I gotta say something. I got this is Apple's corner for a sec. I've been sitting here listening a lot. I've hardly said anything because I I don't have kids. Everybody else here has kids. You're a new parent, Duncan. But what I'm hearing and like the, like the psychedelic parenting and everything, things have changed in parenting. And what you guys are doing, what I see Aaron and Melanie doing is awesome. It's the being open to your kid, teaching you, listening because your kid's gonna teach you as much or more than you teach them. And I see that with Aaron and Melanie, and it just gives me hope. Hearing you guys talk about how, I mean, these kids are different nowadays. It's, yeah, there's a lot more listening going on, too. Like our platforms, your podcast, ours, people are listening. You don't need that idiot box in front of you and visual, you know, to shut your brain off and send different waves to you. Right. We're actually listening to shit. People are listening to music more, it seems like. People, I mean, it comes with that technology. You know, yeah. but it's cool. We we can choose what we want, and like that whole thing. It starts in the family. Seeing you guys 
you know, having families, seeing what you're, it's going to be awesome to see what happens with you, Duncan. You're now a parent, so your, you know, worldview changes somewhat. And That's right. It's just awesome to hear what you guys have been talking about. I'm just sitting here taking it in, and I just want to say, I, like, man, you guys, I love you guys. You give me hope mm-hmm. in the oh, world. When a you. lot of times in, in life, you know, it's like, well, fucking, fucking the world's ending. Fucking fuck the kids. What are they doing? <laughs> you know, I, I, this has changed me over the years to see Aaron and Melanie parenting, and it's going to do the same with you and your listeners. We're going to hear, you know, it's all about the truth and listening. And well, can I respond to that? Because I want to. This is something that that um, I think is uh, unfortunately accidentally exclusionary. This kind of chat, because it, what it, the problem is, this produces a kind of set, like accidentally, because we don't mean it like this. What ends up happening is it almost sounds like we're talking about a new kind of drug. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like we're getting high off the baby or something like that, which is true. It, it's, you know, the, the just holding the baby uh, releases all these, you know. Yeah, uh, see, I got to get feeling. a fix now. I got to go out and get a girl pregnant today, damn it. Right. <laughs> so, shit. I got to get but, this drug, man. But there is a, there, this is another, this is a thing that I think is different now. Uh, and 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 I think it's, it could be interpreted as maybe a little blasphemous to say, but I, I do feel like I need to say it because uh, uh, otherwise it's just you know it's not it's not fair. But you don't want to say it because you you want to sort of like tune into the hymn that you've heard from new parents, which is like it's the best thing that ever happened to me, and now my life has meaning. Some variant of that. Mm. Um, but the, I don't think this is entirely true, and. Um, I have, you know, been lucky enough to have uh, teachers who had, you know, decades of experience with the spiritual practice, a real practice, and worked with some of the really, really great awakened beings of this century. And, um, and so they taught me, they've taught me some just basic, basic ground floor elementary school shit specifically here's how you meditate here's what mindfulness is and then along the way they've given me some more complex teachings but um that's just more of like fun to talk about uh it it all goes to this like uh learning how to find balance and opening yourself up to who you really are and and um so I do want to say that in the same way feeding the baby in the morning was a peak experience, one of the mind-blowing things that's happened since I've worked with a teacher is just sitting on a, on a bench in my yard looking at leaves has been as powerful an experience. And um, I don't, I feel like, I don't want to say that in the sense I want to say like they're, you know, so the baby's no big deal. It's a big deal. But it's like... No, all of and it's a big were, deal. Yeah. All of it. All of it's magic. That's why when you said the highest form of magic, I was thinking like, well, I think it... I think yes, but... No, yeah. Yes, this, and all of it is that the same answer to that. I get what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, man, because we are dying every time we breathe out. And we're being resurrected every time we breathe in. And there is no past. It's all gone. And therefore, even the highest moment that you had 10 minutes ago is gone. 
And this is another thing Rinpoche says is disown those big moments. Disown it. It's got, it, great. It was great. But you can find yourself doing with the big moments what you do with a stupid YouTube or, or a UPS package. Yeah, that you got expectations that you put. Yeah. On. <laughs> the past starts pulling at you now. You you want to like you want to like throw a grappling hook into the past and pull that moment back into the here. And it's like the whole time you're doing that, you're like someone having sex thinking about somebody else. Mm. And it's like you know, it's the same phenomena. So what I'm saying is the beautiful truth is that the baby shows us the way things are in every moment mm -hmm. don't need a baby for that you probably already know that but maybe some people listening they you, they could start feeling alienated by the breathers oh yeah yeah totally <laughs> yeah. and you do no, like i do you live vicariously <laughs> through your friends who have children because it's fucking pretty awesome what's cool though th what's cool about a podcast it's personal. So we are talking about ourselves. This is yes. our realities that you are blessed with a baby and we were blessed with two awesome kids and now a grandson. And it's awesome oh. to be able to talk about that stuff too and to be able to congratulate but I and get share where he's that coming space. From where, oh, me too. Where if you didn't have a kid and you were listening, you could be like, no. Well, shit. What Peak about experiences me? Experiences happen all the time, everywhere. Just think about how many orgasms you've had. Yeah. Right? Like gladly. Long pause. <laughs> long pause. We all go quiet. Oh, oh, yeah. There's a lot of there's room for a lot of peak experiences in life. Wait, I'm still thinking. Oh yeah. Give me a minute. Yeah. Well, no, I think actually this is a good place to get into because this is like not to fucking rain on our goddamn orgasm nostalgia. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is like, you know, one of the exercises like so it's kind of like the the Jack Cornfield talks about this when he when he entered the monastery. The first thing they said is find yourself in your body. Where are you in your body? That's the first question. Where are you in your body? So similarly, like you could start exploring the idea of like, wait, what am I really? And so uh, one way to do that is to start exploring this concept of continuity of self for the idea of like, do I have a continuous self? Um, so one way people create the illusion of a continuous self is by memories, by chaining memories together. Yeah. So the first step is start looking at memories very closely. Some people don't even do that. Like it's so psychedelic to start looking at your memories and, and exploring them in whatever way you want. Like imagine like what if this was on a TV, what would what kind of TV would it be? It definitely would be 4K. And then <laughs> What would the sound be like on the TV? It wouldn't be very good, kind of like warbly. Also, I'm not even sure this, these memories are necessarily in color, and if they are in color, the color isn't consistent. And then, obviously, you can't taste food when you remember food. You can't feel the orgasm when you remember the orgasm or that last moment on your podcast would have been hilarious. Yes, it would have. All of us at one time. I feel like we talked about an orgasm last time we were on the podcast too. We did sixty thousand simultaneous orgasms. We did. It turns out it's a theme here. How the hell did we bring it back around this time? Well, I mean, if you're talking about babies, there is. 
Wherever there's a baby, there's an orgasm. Or there was, but there's no way around that. Hopefully, hopefully too. You're right, Duncan. When you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. And so you're when right. It, it, I'm right. It's a, but but this, is, this is the truth, is that the, the, we, our memories are really not even that substantial. And maybe there's a few that are photographic or whatever, but ultimately they're kind of shadowy. And um, so our attachment... To, well, the thing where many people are using to just create a sense of self, which is my memories, it's they're barely even like Whoa. they're barely there. And then, so now that your memory, you start if you really explore it though, don't just listen to me. Just look when you get it the next time you're like reminiscing, just kind of see how clearly you can remember, and just really you'll realize like fuck, this is like distorted, man. This is warbly. What's it connected to? Or if you have a memory that's important to you, try to think of what happened 10 minutes before that memory and 10 minutes before that. Pretty soon, the tape runs out. And so, similarly, uh, obviously, like a sense of the future, I mean, that's just a simulation. That's not real at all. Uh, it's actually kind of like a reverse memory. You're just kind of constructing a, a, a memory, and that's your ap uh, anticipation of the future. But it's not real. And so then what are we left with? Uh, now we're left with sort of this moment, you know, because there's no past in the sense that we have no real continuous self. And then on top of that, if you re you realize, like, holy shit, like, I'm always lost in my thoughts, you know. So, so even when I'm a continuous self? Well, there isn't one. There is no continuous self. Yeah, there's no continuous self. The, the, the simplest way to get there is like, you close your eyes at night and you wake up in the morning, where the fuck were you? Like, you know, you might have some dreams, but you don't, you don't remember that whole eight hours, six hours, however long you were lucky enough to sleep. Nope. And, and similarly, like when you lose your keys, where were you when you lost your keys? Well, you weren't there because you don't have a continuous self. You, we blink in and out of reality. There's like moments where we're here and then moments where we're just dead. We're, we're the way we were before we were born during our life. And then because that is such an astoundingly uncomfortable way of uh, truth, people spend a lot of time and energy concocting an identity so that you have this feeling of not being constantly vaporized by the, the reality of your situation. And so people are so terrified of death. It's like, you died 60 times today yeah. already, probably, in the sense that you just weren't there. You blinked out. You were lost in your thoughts. And certainly you're not going to remember much of what happened today or yesterday or tomorrow based on the fact that you don't remember much of what happened throughout your life. So this is the reality is that we're barely here in the way that we think we are. And, conc <clears throat> and concocted an entire identity based on a shadow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's yeah, a puppet, a kind of like uh, like a weird like avatar that we shove into time and we pretend that even though the reality is that the me that I think I am, it's it goes away all the time. Uh at least there's like a buoy floating in time by <laughs> identity that must be there, I guess. You know, of course, that's not real either, you know. So this is the, um, uh, this is the practice, is, is to start understanding how 
we really are versus the way we want to be or wish we were. And and that's a, that's a it's a really joyful activity because even saying we're vaporized every moment, it, it sounds like uh, kind of terrifying, you know. But the the, the truth is, like, I, I don't even think we like get unvaporized. A, yeah, I was going to say you're also reintegrated at every moment as well. It's happening simultaneously. Well, it brings us back to the Leela. That whole thing is because it's like a video game, and that's vaporizing is or getting vaporized is having fun because like do 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 do, and then you come back and you're kind of like blinking, and then you fall onto the ground, and then you run and you jump yeah. over the thing, and then you get vaporized again, and you come back, and that's the blinking, that's the falling asleep, that's the moment of orgasm, that's the baby coming out, that's all of those things. Yeah, that that's right, and 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 and, and the, the, as long as you're not compressed into that character running through the side scroller or whatever video game you're in, <laughs> then then then, it, then it's it's wonderful. And this is why um, one of the things I, I'm being taught right now is that uh, spaciousness is a precondition for true compassion. Okay, so you it's gotta like, explain that. I'm too stupid to understand that. You gotta. I will, I, I was too when he told me that like we still talk about it like it's not a thing that I you learn instantly but the best way to put it is roommates studio apartment someone's on the couch someone's in the other room one bathroom right and think of like the state of consciousness in that just a physically compressed place like it, you get annoyed more easily there's a feeling of like being stuck you might be a little more grumpy because you're stuck in this little place. You know, it's if like you're stuck, if your shoes are too tight, uh, it's uncomfortable. So uh, we are, many of us are compressed into the uh, puppet that we made of ourselves. And so we think that's what we are. We're, we're, we're like a child with a doll that is tightly clinging to this doll and terrified of letting go. Uh, and so that compression and being completely stuck in that uh, reality can can it's harder it's it's difficult to be authentically compassionate in that space. So or another way to put it would be, um, you know, hey, if you and if you and I are taking a bath together, and I shit in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a different shit than if we're swimming in the ocean. I take both are going to be great, but one's going to be really bad, right? right. So, wow. right. So similarly, if like our our little problems or the thing that we're like so caught up in, which is you know the thought pattern, uh, it's it can seem really dramatic and intense as long as you think that you're a person, but if you are the universe, uh, then, okay. you know, I got then you. you're, you're the, the, the tumbleweeds blowing through your mind and the stress and the tension, you realize so much of that stress and tension is related to the idea that you are just your body, just your identity, you know? In the same way that when I'm playing a video game, you know, I don't get upset when my character in Red Dead Redemption punches his horse accidentally 
because I didn't know how to like the controls right. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not wake. I'm not like waking up in the morning like God. Why did I punch that fucking horse? No horse, man. Oh, so dumb. You know, but I do wake up in the morning sometimes and think, man, why was I an asshole to my brother? Man, why did I do that fucking? Whoa, what was that? What's wrong with? What's wrong with you, man? Ah! Right down that's the rabbit hole, you go. There we go. Yes, that's it, right. But if I, if you just get a little bit of space in between you and your thoughts, which is like, okay, wait a second, there's these thoughts that are happening, but that's not me, it, you know, any more than the spit in my mouth is me, and and so then this sort of process of recognizing, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, who is the experiencer? Who is having the thoughts? Who is, what is the field within which the phenomena is arising? And then you start realizing, holy fucking shit. Infinity. This, yeah, it doesn't start with my body. It seems to actually, my body seems to be something that's happening within that field. And so within that place, you can, you can be naturally compassionate to yourself first. Yeah, it starts right here. Definitely. Yeah, it has to. At that point, it has to. It has to. It has to touch the ground first. It it can't ripple outward until it's affected you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's where it starts, man. And it's and it's real because it's like you. First, this is you, what's wonderful is we get like almost like your our identities or our bodies are our like CPR dummies. Like, we can start practicing CPR on ourselves, so to speak, by, like, realizing, like, wait a minute, let me just play around with the idea that, like, there's a phenom- there's a field happening within time, which is my body, my identity, my memories, my life, my connections. But that's not all that I am. This is just a thing that's happening right now. And I'm going to, uh, for a second, instead of being caught up in the drama of this thing, I'm going to be everything surrounding it. And then, and I'm going to like love it. And this is Ramdas talks about this. Look at yourself like you're looking at a flower, like a beautiful beautiful flower that's like just appeared into time for a little while. You know? No, when you look at a flower, no matter how gnarly the flower is, you're not like, "Man, look at this fucked up daisy." Yeah. Guys, come here. Look at this daisy. The fucking daisy's an asshole. It's selfish. This Daisy is selfish. <laughs> this Daisy only wants shit that helps it. No, yeah, it doesn't right. care. Right? You don't do that. But we do it to ourselves. And uh, the reason we do it to ourselves is because we are convinced this is all that we are. And uh, maybe that's not true. <laughs> maybe. I mean, at the end of the day, what what else do we hold, have? Hold we, we have an interruption. Hold on, Duncan, one sec. an interruption, Duncan. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Duncan, I am so glad that you joined us on the porch. I have to take off, and I wish that I could be here for the end of this, but thanks for giving me food for thought, like always. I love, oh, love what you're putting out, and I'm so glad to support you in any way. And thanks for being just being an awesome person, and congratulations to you and your beautiful family, man. Thank you. I can feel how cool you are. <laughs> She's From pretty cool, man. The yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah, but Aww. you know, it, there's no time and space when it comes to that. That's the other thing is like, you know, that's why it's so good to get to the place that you're at. You know, it really does like, 
I'm glad to hear that I've impacted you, but you impact me, and that's real. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I gotta believe that all the things that you and I and others out there have done is doing something. I mean, I just gotta believe it because, you know, it, at the end of the day, what else is there? We're like you said, being vaporized every second, and mm. but nonetheless, here I am sitting here talking to you. So. We yeah, gotta believe that it's doing something, right? Well, that's right, and it's like it, it, and that—that's pretty much it. Like to to me, it's like, well, I I sometimes might indulge in the fantasy of like, wow, I, you know, maybe if you know, we're all sending out these signals that we learned from like people, you know, the great teachers, man, and 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 the great songs, and and you know, the experiences that we had. Uh, with the festivals, you know, which in our time it was Grateful Dead shows and was not just that, but the community and it was not just that, but the spirituality that was being passed around and evolving through that culture. And it's like it, you know, I like to fan, I like to fantasize a lot about that. I project and imagine that, oh, my God, we don't even know. You know, everyone mm -hmm. thinks this shit is over or that this must be it or this is not this isn't even close to to it and there's no way to stop and so i get caught up in these fantasies but the reality is this is what's happening which is here we are chatting and we're friends and this happened purely out of uh the miracle of technology totally. and, and that's real so is there an impact uh you know i don't know for the rest of the world but i will tell you the rest of my day is going to be amazing just from chatting with you all <laughs> totally, you know? so that's pretty cool you impacted the rest of my day well i'm proud to say that we impacted duncan's day i'm, I'm yeah, glad to know that and you us yeah, definitely I, cool big time every time yeah duncan I, and you know I, it's so trite and so silly and whatever but what i said at the beginning of the podcast to you is is a real thing man and I just, I'm indebted to you in just, uh, in having another person out there doing this weird thing that we're doing, podcasting, that I, before I ever even met you, like, I felt your frequency and mm. it resonated with me and it made me feel more comfortable in my skin. And that's not something that I feel you know, I owe you a debt for anything weird like that, but I just want you to know that I appreciate it. Well, actually, you do owe me a debt for that. I, I'll send you. <laughs> oh my yeah, send me, send me your yes, list. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah, remember, so remember the baby years. tax. This is similar. No, well, we we don't. You know, thank you so much. And um, uh, this is, uh, you know, what's crazy? You know, it's crazy. I know you guys probably have to go, but here's what's nuts, man. Um, all these like the teachers you know that we love so much they're all gonna die before us and and uh uh and then that's then it's gonna be us oh we become and, the teachers yeah yeah that's real and, and and i know i keep saying that's real but it's like i don't know any other way to put it which is it, it it's uh the the type of um uh, I guess you could say the Olympic torch or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like the Olympic torch. Only when they pass the torch, they fucking die. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's like, or another way to put it might be, imagine swimming up to the surface 
of some vast ocean. And um, we breathe something into each subsequent generation who carries it inside of them and breathes it into the next. And then, yeah, and, and, it's, and that's, um, that's called the oral tradition, actually, in Buddhism. And it means a lot more than just talking about stories. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm glad to hear that, uh, that I've, I've helped in some way or another. And uh, I'm really excited that you guys have such an awesome podcast and are doing the same thing because Thanks, that's what we're all doing here that's to me that's the real game that's the real leela or the real joy however it's music you know <laughs> however it's done yeah. you know it doesn't have to be some yappy fucking bearded hippie going on and on about buddhism it, you know there's like <laughs> listening to you know listening to to think of the first time you heard your favorite musician yep that was like being around a baby being born. So to me, it's that's the idea. It's just we just got to keep swimming up and uh, spreading the light as much as we can. Right and, and realize yeah. we're, all, we're all teachers, right? We're doing a great job at teaching by what we're yes. putting out there. Yeah, we're teachers and students because I know I learn from this. I learn yeah. from shit every day, every day. But you're, you're the teacher, and you're teaching other people, passing on what you've learned. But you're the teacher. You know, listen to you're quiet. Yeah. First sign. First sign. You're the one listening. Yeah. First sign. Second sign. You just said you're a teacher. Now that, wow, that's pretty cool, man. A lot of people like are afraid to say that, and they shouldn't be. You know, I heard this say, die a teacher. Don't die a student. And uh, so I'm glad that you've had that realization because that's true. Uh, I mean, he looks like Santa Claus. So. Does he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I can feel the mystic in the corner. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's hey, and Duncan, boy, he's you, levitating oh. again. Leave it. I would not be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> right on, brother. Thank you, Duncan, uh, for spending you. time with us, man. You made my afternoon. Still anytime, can't. And, just, and just you know, you got my number, man. Anytime you want to talk, it doesn't have to be for a podcast. Okay, I'm gonna take you up on that, dude. Please I, do. I will. I will, and that's no he bullshit. Definitely will. Yep. Okay. I'm annoying, and we still still cannot wait until we. It's going to happen when we all meet in person someday and be able to look, you know, see each other's eyes and give a hug and be like, "Fuck yes. yeah, man! Yep. Fuck that yeah, brother!" Porch, man. Every time you guys mention that porch, I'm like, "Oh, I want to be there so Co- bad." When you come to Portland, man, we'll make it happen. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I'll it. see y'all soon. We love babies Hi. here. See you around. <laughs> Have a good okay. day, Duncan. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, bye. Later, brother. Okay. <clears throat> I'm good with that. I'm a teacher. You're a teacher. He's a teacher. Yeah. Wouldn't, Wouldn't you, you like, like to, to be, be a, a teacher, teacher too? too? Be a teacher. Dream. Wow, Apple. You're you're a mystic. I like that. That was very complimentary coming from Duncan. That's wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. What a morning. Yeah. It's been a hell of a day today. And I will really say was. that this is one of those transcendent moments that I'm not going to latch on to. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> just let it let it be. Let it, it, I mean, that, uh, like I, just, I did. I seriously sat here. I didn't have much to say the whole time because I was just listening to you guys. It, it's a subject that I'm not, that I don't know, having a kid and stuff. But, we, you know, it's just awesome listening and 
I got a lot out of that. This one's going to be processing for a while. Just like last get? time we talked to Duncan. How much? I don't know Do yet. Do I owe you anything? I got to write this all down and figure out who owes me love tokens, how many I have left. I know for sure Alex owes me at least 350 for today. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize you were counting. Yeah, of course, man. Always keep track. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, but then, like we said, you know, everybody figures out. It's like with our bills. Oh, dude, everybody, you owe me for this. Oh, you owe me for power. What does it end up doing? Usually, you, it's a wash. It's a wash. So, yeah. Why bother? For those of you out there that don't know, we, me, Apple, Mel, and Ryder, and occasionally Alex, all live in the same house together. We are not blood family. We are skin family or found family, and. You know, as you go about your day as a, or your life in a household, there's shit that costs money. The power costs money, the water, the sewer, the fucking trash, all the stuff. And so we'll start adding up who paid for what. And at the end of the month, nine times out of ten, it's like, oh, dude, you owe me a dollar fifty. Oh, you owe me fifty-two cents. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. So. That's a heavy word. Oh. P. Oh. Oh, you oh, you I got owe, you. English owe me. Tough, we owe I'm rent. Still figuring we it owe. What? I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, man. So it anyway, really that is. was that was really fun. Yep. And so, follow us on all the things, and do the stuff, and do the subscribing thing, and leave us the reviews, and um, what else, Apple? What am I forgetting? Sign up for the I'm, newsletter at nosebleroad.com. That seems so trite at this point. After this conversation, saying this stuff. Know yeah. You guys know what to do, man. If you like the show, support it. And we'll be doing an intro, and that'll all be... Yeah. yeah. We love you, Duncan. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, we love you, Duncan. Hope your baby's healthy, happy, He's and holy. He's awesome. Yep. And your girl, He is too. awesome. He's gonna be. He's gonna be. He is. All right. All will be. Let's go, let's go make a day out of today. Let's do it. It's time to eat. Okay. Something. Yeah. Take care of yourselves out there. Smile at each other. Love your family. Hug a stranger. You know, save the whales. Tend that bit of garden that you can touch. And we'll see you next week for more fun and frivolity and good stuff. Be good.
I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.